But stand with me, and I'm going to read a little bit and here this morning. Ch- uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, and I'm going to begin at verse 1. It says, Though therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Now therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who is God, who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, Yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully, or does it God's way? The husband that laboreth, or the farmer, must be first partaker of the fruit. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer even into bonds but the word of god is not bound that's a good place to amen there therefore i endure all things for the elect's sake who is the elect it was the church that they may also obtain salvation which is in christ jesus with eternal glory it is a faithful saying for if we be dead with him we shall also live with him If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings or gossiping, for they will increase unto more unto more ungodly. Things that we need to remember. Now, there is some things we need to remember, and then there's some things we really need to try to forget. But Paul here was writing his last letter to Timothy. Who can tell me where Paul wrote his last letter to Timothy from? In prison, whereabouts? In Rome. And that was A.D. 68, I believe I read, that they took him out of the dungeon and crucified him, or chopped his head off. But I thought about... That's when I read that and I done some background and done a lot of studying on it. And I thought, how many of us preachers today would have done what Paul done? See, he did put him in prison to begin with in Corinth over the Corinthians over there because Alexander had brought false accusations about him. He had falsely accused him of things that was not true. Well, Corinth put him in jail there and tried him and they sentenced him to death. They gave him a sentence of death. But the thing about it, Corinth could not carry out the execution because of Jews, but Roman, who was under control at that time, was the one done the crucifying. Do you remember... 
the Jews, his own, was the one that sent him to the cross, but the Romans was the one that done the execution. They are the one, only ones had the power to do it. So Corinth, after they had tried him and found him guilty, they sent him down to Epi- or down to uh, uh, to Rome, where they put him in a dungeon. A dungeon was jail. It was a hole in the ground with a plank top, I guess, or some kind of top over it. And we talked about this the other night Bible study a little bit, Dean, if you remember, that discussed how big the hole was, where that he got stuff wrenched down to and wrenched stuff back up through. We thought it was 12, but I couldn't remember, but it was 18 by 18 inch hole in the floor. Everything went down to Paul through that hole, and everything came from Paul came up out of that hole. So he wrote this letter, the last letter here, he wrote to Timothy. And he wrote to Timothy, and he laid some charges against Timothy. In other words, he told Timothy to remember some things, and to, and he, because he had left the last trip, he had went down through Ephesus and, and so on and so forth, and different country. He had left Timothy there at uh, there at Ephesus there to put the church in order, a church that Paul had started. And he left him there and he went on and he was gone for a number of times. But he told Timothy then when he was put in prison, he wrote this letter to Timothy and he said, Therefore, my son. Now, Timothy was not his biological son. Timothy was not his stepson. Timothy, he called Timothy his son in the faith. Timothy was a young preacher. He started out with Paul and Paul had led him and Paul had taught him all along the way just as we are to do us older ones here to teach the young one. And so he was in prison and he knew that his sentence any day was going to be carried out. He knew he was going to be brought up out of that dungeon, out of that prison, and tuck, and they execute him by chopping his head off at the chopping block. So he knew just any day this was going to happen. So Brother Dean and you preachers, I believe if I was in a dungeon somewhere like that was, knowing just at any minute they was going to call my name and take me out and take me out and kill me, uh, I don't believe I could have been down there sending somebody else a letter to you. I'd have been doing some praying, Lord, get me out of here. But Paul didn't. What a mighty great man Paul was. But Paul wrote this letter and he wrote it to Timothy to see that the church was put in order. Now how many believe that the church is really a church today unless it's got some government, it's got to have government in it if it's really a church of God. I'm not talking about a church out of Washington. I'm talking about a government church a government that's governed by the church. And so this is what he started writing to Timothy. And he said, Though therefore, my son, he said, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to who? To faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So what was he doing here? He said, first of all, something we need to know is what he told Timothy and what 
I believe if we listen, God is telling us today that we need to set things in order, you know, for the benefit of the church. And the first thing he told Paul here, he said, the thing that thou hast heard of me and seen me do, you have been with me for years. Uh, you've seen how I've conducted myself. You've heard how I taught the people you heard. And he said, so now I'm committing you to get that church in order. And the first way that you think, thing you need to do, the first thing you need to do is he said, pick out faithful men or faithful women uh, and put them in charge. Amen. Put them in order. You see the preacher, a preacher, a pastor, uh, it's not his job really to set the church in order. Uh, I mean, we, could you imagine a church that didn't have a church board? Uh, could you imagine a church that didn't have a, 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 a church, uh, a, a church, uh, uh, people, you know, that's supposed to look after and take care of the church? Uh, what did you call them? Trustees. Uh, that's what I'm, th- I'm not thinking straight as more. And so could you imagine a church without any leadership at all in it? Could you imagine that? So he told, Paul told Timothy, uh, he said, first of all, he said, pick you out, uh, pick you out, uh, uh, faithful men who shall be able to do what? To teach others. Amen. You know, we need some faithful leaders in the churches today. Amen. We need some faithful. How many seen that sign out here at the end of the road? Somebody tell me what it says. Now wait a minute. One person give it to me. God what? God wants full custody. Not, not what? Not weekend visitation. I like that. God wants full custody of us. Amen. And if there's anything that God wants <laughs> His children to do, first of all, is to be obedient. Second of all, to be obedient to God, He expects you to be faithful to Him. Now let me ask some of you something this morning. Well, let me ask you all something this morning. Are you as faithful to God as God is faithful to you? How many people think that they can know, do better this morning? I'm preaching to the church this morning. How many feel that they can do better? Let's see your hand. Most of you think you can do better. Things to remember, you just remember this. You didn't raise your hand. That same is saying, I don't need to be no better. I'm good enough. And if you've got that mindset, you're in bad trouble. I can tell you that right now. When you get to where you think you're perfect, then look out because God's going to bring you down. Amen. Amen. There's people out there actually today thinks they're perfect. They think they are above God. They think they know more than God does. They think that they're in control of their life and not God. They think they know what their destiny is in life. Amen? They've got their life plans out to be probably 150, 200 years old. But that ain't going to happen. You just need to remember it's appointed for us once to die. And we need to remember after death of judgment. Now dying may not be so bad, uh, but if you're not right with God, that judgment is going to be pretty bad. May be pretty bad. So he said you need to pick out faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. If we are not faithful to God, how can we do what God is telling us to do? If we can't follow God's instructions and we don't follow God's instructions, then how in the world are we going to instruct others? You can't lead, you can't lead anybody else, Mark, unless you've learned to be a follower. Unless you have listened. Unless you have really taken it serious. 
And to be a good follower of Jesus Christ, uh, you have got to do what? You've got to commit your life to Him. Amen. There's a lot of people today, you know, in every church uh, likes to be be called, uh, uh, be in charge, be an off in office, but all they want is just the name of being in office. They don't really want to do what that office requires. God, I didn't know that was going this way. I was going to be nice for a change. But then God said, you just remember you're teaching my word this morning. You remember what I told them down at the poor church last Sunday night? Anybody remember what I told them when I got up to preach? See, there's some things you need to remember, Dean. <laughs> I said, I come to preach the Word. I said, you may like me and you may not. I said, but I really don't care whether you like me or whether you don't like me. I didn't come to please you this morning. I told them, and I'll tell you, I didn't come to please you this morning, but I come to please God. And the only way I can please God is bringing us to remembrance of these things. And so he said, these faithful men, and I believe he means women, he said they need to be committed. I think we all could be committed a little bit more. Anybody in here don't think they could be a little bit more committed? He said in verse 3, Though thou, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. What was he referring to a good soldier? An example of it was there. Uh, uh, I read it there somewhere. It was a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. He said, endure hardness. And they're all, I'm sure I've done farming, and I've done a little athleticism in school, but I've never been in the soldier, never been a soldier in the United States Army. But I found out how hard it was, hey man, when I joined the army of Jesus Christ. If you think that you... If ever been in a battle, you just step forth and pick this word up and start trying to bring a church up and keep a church in order and try to follow it, and then you will know what a soldier goes through. Because my orders come not from you, but they come from the chief up there. The chief shepherd, as Peter said. Some people think they have got it so hard. But the only one to think about is just them and about their family. And we should. We should think about it. There's something said this morning. As long as me and my family's all right, that's all matters to me. That's the attitude of a lot of people. No compassion, Johnny, on those out there that needs help. No compassion on them. He said, now, no man, he don't need, now I'm talking about committing to faithful men. He said, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. What was he saying there? You can't, you can't get mixed up in the world and what's going on in the world. You think these people out there today, let me tell you what I think's happened today. In this last two and a half, three years, I think people has quit listening to God and start listening to the devil. Amen? And they have found out listening to the devil and doing what the devil tells them to do is a whole lot easier. Amen? <laughs> than doing what God is telling them to do. I know some of them is, because they've told me, well, I just sit at home and I watch it on Facebook. Is it the same? Are they doing what God says to do? I've had them to tell me. Well, I know I need to get back in church, but I do watch you on Facebook. I do listen to you all on Facebook. The devil will take anything he can use against the Christian, and he will start working on them. Amen? And if we quit remembering, I'm going to get around here in a minute to it. If we can't quit remembering the good things that God has done for us, 
and quit praising Him for it and quit going to God's house as we're supposed to do and assembling ourselves together and worshiping God together, if we forget what God done for us, how long do you think that there would be a church of Jesus Christ today? If we quit remembering what God does for us, why do we go to church for? Why do we come to church? We come to church because the Bible tells us to assemble ourselves together. Amen. We come to church to be there for one another and help one another. To lift one another up when they're down. And to forgive one another. Johnny's talking about this morning. He's talking about here. You know, if you can't do that, uh, then you're not going to heaven. Well, Matthew, uh, uh, Matthew chapter 6 and 14 and 15, I believe it is. Uh, Jesus Himself said these words. Uh, he said, if you will forgive those who trespass against you, uh, He said, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But He said, if you don't forgive those uh, who has trespassed against you, Brother Larry, back there, uh, He said, then your heavenly Father won't forgive you. Uh, and if you can't ask somebody else to forgive you, uh, then you need to ask God to forgive you. If you can't give somebody else, God said, I can't forgive you. That's some pretty stout stuff. Somebody say, well, I've done that. what they've done to me, I just can't forgive them. You better forgive them. Somebody say, well, I'll forgive, but I can't forgive. Well, the Bible don't tell you you've got to forget it. Changes are you won't forget it. The devil won't let you forget what somebody's done to you or said about you. But that's them. That's them. If you don't forgive them and they don't forgive you, both of you <laughs> is a hurt. The Bible says if you can't forgive one another, it's just like a canker inside. It'll eat you and eat you and eat you until it simply destroys you, not only physically, but it'll destroy you spiritually. I don't care what people done to me. They've done some pretty bad things, Brother Fleck. But I'm going to tell you something. I can walk up to them and I'll say, I forgive you. I'm not going to go through life being eat up because of a word like forgiveness. Amen. I'm going to forgive you. Now, it's in your court. You do what you want to do. But the devil likes to keep things stirred up, don't he? The Bible says the devil is accuser of the brothers and sisters. Any little thing the devil can find on you, he's going to point it out. And the sad part of it is sometimes we Christians, we eat it up. But we need, we need to rem but there's another thing we need to remember. Everybody that goes to church that says I'm saved is not saved. You know how do I know that? You say, how you know? Are you judging? No, I'm just telling you what Jesus said. What Jesus said. Sometimes we as Christians, we get lazy. Wait just a minute. I forgot about that. I said sometimes we as Christians, we get lazy. Hey man and hey man. How many agrees with that? Well, there's a few hey men, a few raise their hands. So I really don't know who really did it. <laughs> Everybody say hey man if you believe that. That sounded like a pretty good church to me out there, Jerry Graham. It said in verse 5, And if a man also strive for mastery, yet is not crowned, except he strive lost. In other words, talking about the church here, and if you, you're striving to get a job like a deacon or a pastor or board member or whatever, he said if you do it, he said you've got to do it according to God's laws and God's rules. Now, Paul was putting Timothy in remembrance of how he wanted that church run. He said in verse 7, he said, Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. How many believe that? 
We need to remember that. Sometimes we forget about it, don't we? Sometimes we get caught up, and I'm just going to be honest, sometimes we get caught up in the pleasure of pleasure that the world has got to offer out there, and we just plumb forget about God. It don't matter what's happening in the church, no matter how the church is suffering, people are going to do what they want to do. They ain't worried about what somebody else, they ain't worried about what the church is going through, and them supposed to be somebody in the church, uh, they'll just take off. I mean, if the church was burning down, and they done planned to go vacation somewhere, they'd take off and go to vacation. They wouldn't come over and try to help put it out. The Bible says a house divided against itself can't stand. Now marriage <laughs> that stands against itself is divided. It won't be a marriage long unless they get right with God and you put it back, let Him put it back together. Amen. A home divided can't stand. A church divided against itself, it cannot stand. If America is divided, how many believe America is divided today? I'm going to say this. So they will cut me off. America is, is divided today. Divided worse than I've ever seen it in my life. I wish both sides would get together and come to Bloomington Chapel and listen to this old preacher preach one sermon. I'd remind them some things they need to remember. And one thing you need to remember is God said, uh, a house divided against his calf can't stand. Uh, they evidently have forgot that or never read it or never know or don't care. Uh, because I'm telling you, it's divided today. If you think it ain't, then ain't something a matter up here. Hey man, if you can't look around you and see that our country is not divided. But just because the country divided don't mean God's people has got to be divided. What's going on out there may be stopping a lot of people, but it's not stopping us at Bloomington Chapel this morning. Amen. I know in whom we believe in this morning. I know we're not perfect this morning. I know I'm not perfect this morning, Brother Dane. But I'm, we're all, I believe, striving to do better. Amen. And I believe God is honoring us. When you go to some of these other places, and I'm not putting them down, and you see their houses are empty, and you hear churches shutting down, and it makes me wonder why, Brother Paul. I have people say, how in the world you do that? You people over there blooms and do that. How do you all get such a crowd? You're way off over back and over. I'll tell you how. There's still some people hungry for the Word of God. Amen, Mark? Still some people hungry for the Word of God. Therefore, he said, I endure. He said, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even in two bonds, uh, but he said the word of God is not bound. Hey man, Paul was in prison. Uh, he said even though he said I'm bound, uh, he said the word of God is not. The word of God is still going out. It's still going about. And the word of God, hey man, because uh, these preachers out there is reading this and take it to heart and because uh, they'll remember what I've said and what God said. Uh, he said the word of God is going to abound more and more. Look what happened when Paul was in prison uh, and he wrote these letters to Titus, to Timothy uh, and some of these other epistles and they began and they was people and the church started rising up. The church started growing and the word of God started going out everywhere and look where we're at today hey man a church on every corner so you don't have an excuse to go not to go to church uh, of any church that you choice this morning because these churches everywhere that you look today hey man so you can't use that excuse well i don't have a church to go to if you feel that way just come over to bloomington chapel we'll take you in i believe what we've got at today is we'll give 
the devil too much leadway, too much credit, and not give God enough. I'll guarantee you, and you just noticed this week if you're out and about, you will hear more talk about what's going on. More talk about what's going on in Russia and China and everywhere. And chances are some of you will watch a hundred times more minutes of news than you will read the Word of God. People, it fills their mind with all this stuff of what the world is going on, what's happening in the world, and just lets their mind feed on that all the time. That's where their mind is going to stay at. Now let me, let me ask you, have you heard anything positive on the news this week? Have you heard any negative news this week? You just don't hear good news anymore, do you? I mean, you see somebody, man, if negative news is not news, then there's no news to people. There's people hanging around with negative people. And I say, if you're a church person, don't hang out with negative people. You say, what are you talking about, Brother Ralph? I'm talking about somebody that's got a bad outlook on everything else out there, Brother Billy. I like to be around positive people. Hey, man, I like to be around people who say, well, God, no matter what's going on out there, I can't do nothing about it. But I know one thing, God is still God. And whether you think it or whether you don't think it or where they think it or where they don't think it out there, I'm talking about our government out there on both sides. Whatever they think it about, they may think they're in control. This bunch think they're... Let me tell you something. God is still God. Uh, and God is still in control this morning. Quit worrying about what's going on out there. Start worrying about what's going to happen here one of these days when that trumpet sounds. Negative news. And if you listen to negative news so, so long, you're going to wind up falling right into the category. Paul said, here's a faithful saying, for if we uh, be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Now that's some positive stuff right there. He's talking about if we have died out to sin. If we have died out to sin, one of these days we'll live with him. Paul said, whether I live or whether I die. He said, whether you live or whether you die, if you're a born again Christian, he said, you're going to be with Christ. Living in the flesh, dying in the flesh, that's got nothing to do with us living with Christ. He said, if we believe, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. You should listen to that. that. That's something we need to know right there. You might say, hey man, let me read that again. If, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. But if, if we deny him, he also will deny us. I need that to sink in just a little bit. How many times do we deny Christ? And we, well, I don't deny Christ. When, Christ. when Jesus tells you something, and you don't go do it. What does the Bible say? The Bible tells you, you need, you need to go to church tonight. You need to get up and you need to testify about what I've done for you this week. Seems like no matter what God does for people today, they just won't come to God's house and they won't stand up and praise Him for it. Buddy, I'm going to praise Him for it every time I wake up in the morning. Hey man, i got something going on in here. I don't know what it is, but I know there's nothing going on in this body that God can't take care of. He may not take care of me down here. It's according to His will. But if He don't take care of me here, He'll take care of me when I get there. But I know one thing, brother. I, I'm going to preach the gospel as long as God will give me strength. As long as I can get up to this pulpit and preach the gospel, I'm going to do it. Amen. I know I'm a winner either way. If we believe not, yet He died as faithful, He cannot deny Himself. You can deny God all you want to. You can talk about God all you want to. You can curse God. You can lie on God. You can do anything you want to to God, but you're not going to change God. 
If there's any changing going to be done for you to get to heaven, it's going to be you. You're going to have to go just the same way that I went. Some of you went. You're going to have to go to the cross. You're going to have to humble yourself down somewhere, sometime or another. And you're going to have to cry out to God, for Lord, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. You ain't going to get there no other way except you go to the cross and humble yourself down and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Hey, man, forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I read that verse. Or you can deny God all you want to, but God's not going to deny you if you go to Him, but denying God will send you to hell. I've had people say, well, if that Jesus you talk about died for my sins, then I, I won't have to die for if he died for my sin, if he's that good or God, he won't send me to hell. I say, you're absolutely right. God sends you nor nobody else to hell. Well, why do you say that I've got to do this? I've got to... I said, simply because God won't send you to hell, but you're going to send yourself to hell if you keep rejecting him and rejecting him and rejecting him. You can say and do whatever you want to do, but whether you're faithful, whether you're not, the Bible says God is going to be faithful. Even until the end. I'm glad I'm serving a faithful God this morning. I know sometimes I get dragging. I know sometimes I get maybe ill. I know some, But sometimes I get down just like everybody else. Sometimes I get to feeling sorry for myself. Sometimes I go through these pity parties. Has anybody ever been through them? You don't want to see me when I'm going through a pity party. I'm a mess. You say, what are you talking about a mess? How many go, how many go through a pity party every now? Well, you young people, you tell me how you keep out of that. How do y'all not go through a little pity party? I heard somebody this morning going through one, but he didn't raise his hand. Girlfriend went out on him and this and that, you know, sad. Now that used to make me go through a pity party. Somebody took my little woman out, but they didn't get her. I got her. You hang in there, buddy. You know who I'm talking to. You hang in there. Don't give up the fight so easy. Sometimes you've got something that you really like. It's worth fighting for. I sort of went through my brother to get mine. He thought he had her, but he didn't. Another girl thought she had me, but she didn't get me either. And I'm going to tell you something, church. I love Jesus more than I love life. He's worth fighting for. And we're going to have to fight for him. Amen.